Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. We welcome you back on a Friday. We say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, live from downtown Las Vegas. We're going to welcome in a guy that's going to be a regular. He's been a regular friend of mine, and I'm lucky to call him a friend. He is one of the best. He's a consummate gentleman. He runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. And I want to just say one thing as we say hi to Thomas Gable. He doesn't have to send us the college basketball plays. He does that because he's constantly grinding. He sends me them in the morning. I send them to Dustin. They go up on the picks page. And he may not know this, but I believe, Dustin, correct me if I'm wrong, but TG last week, I think he was number two on the leaderboard. Something like that. He was right at the top, correct? Yeah, and then all the, you know, Super Bowl plays. People betting like 25 plays, taking long shots, kind of pushed him to the middle of the board. TG, you don't have an ego, but that's got to make you feel good right near the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, now I go over three yesterday, so um, probably pushed down myself there a little bit. <laughs> See, he's too modest and he's got two more college basketball plays, which we'll get to. How are you feeling? The NFL season's over. Kind of give us an idea from behind the book what this past week has been like and what the future looks like for you over the next few weeks. Well, it's uh, a nice little rest, I guess you can say. Uh, everybody can kind of take a little bit of a breather. Um, you know, after, now that Super Bowl's done, and, uh, you know, it's it's a grind. You know, starting there that uh, beginning of September when, when college football kicks off with week zero, I guess technically the end of August there, and then you go straight through to Super Bowl and – you know, it's a little bit of a little bit of a rest here for everybody. Uh, I think the better is kind of take a little bit of step back this week uh, as it's really now about college basketball and especially with the NBA is obviously on their all-star break. So uh, it, it really comes down to college basketball now and uh, now kind of gets into my favorite time of the, of the year. Uh, but, um, you know, the, the season overall, I thought it, it went very well for us. Uh, it's probably, financially are one of our best, if not the best NFL season we've had. Um, and the Super Bowl, notwithstanding Super Bowl, I mean, that, that certainly uh, wasn't a great result for us. Uh, a lot of Chiefs money here. Uh, we were a big winner to the Chiefs in the future book, so that certainly helped offset uh, what happened there with the game itself. And the um, the in-play actually was very good on the game uh, as well to us. But um, the fact that it went to overtime and a lot of those Mahomes props and a lot of the player props got to the overs, which typically, you know, with the public likes to bet the overs on those player props. So uh, the game wasn't a great result for us. Certainly could have been worse. Uh, but uh, we, we came out slightly ahead there. Um and so I, can't, I guess I can't complain too much, but it's, uh, you know, end to the season for, for NFL and 
uh, now we uh, we roll into to college hoops and uh, NBA starts to get a little bit more interesting in, in the NHL as they get closer to playoff time. Yeah, the book don't sleep. And by the way, TG in February is 10 and 6. That's with the three losses yesterday. So a little modesty there. And I think an understatement of the year from you to say you like college basketball season heading into conference tournaments in the NCAA tournament. Yes, you are a bookmaker, so you book every sport. But by far, this is your favorite time of the year. It is. It really is. And, you know, the one thing I'll say, you know, I realize for a lot of the casual betters out there, you know, almost everybody is consumed with football. And now that Super Bowl is over, now all of a sudden there's going to be attention suddenly paid to college basketball. And uh, there are certainly people like me who have been uh, looking at at college basketball since November and well, (laughs) technically even before that. But um, I would just caution a word of advice. The the edges in the market that you find for college basketball in November, they are very much gone at this point. The numbers are extremely tight. You're not seeing, you know, big moves on the totals anymore. Like you would see in November and early December. Uh, These numbers are, are pretty much dialed in. So unless there's injury news or something like that, uh, you're not really going to see a lot of uh, a lot of movement uh, on day to day basis. So uh, really, right now, I think it's more of a situational handicapping thing where you're going to be looking at spots for for certain teams. Um, and um, you know, we we have a couple of uh, examples this week that that's already played out with that. But um, that's really what you're going to be looking at because. If you think you're going to be jumping into college basketball now in mid-February and expecting to see big line moves and getting a bunch of CLV, that's just not going to happen. And we've got two plays coming up from TG. Let's get to Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director at the Borgata. Love having him here on Sharp Money. Let's get to your power rankings. And context Mm -hmm. is important here because 1 through 10, Purdue 1, 10 Alabama, but just a a 5.5 point difference on a neutral for those two. But the top three, you would agree, Thomas, there's a chasm after those top three. Purdue, Houston, and UConn. We had Matt McCall, the former UMass and Chattanooga coach on the show, and he he loved your rankings, but he said, whoa, Houston in front of UConn? He had to pause there for a second. Are you still comfortable with that with your power rankings? Um, I am. I mean, there's not there, – there's no real difference there. Maybe a half a point between those two teams, um, you know, that I, I can say from my rankings. But I'm fine if somebody says UConn's uh, above Houston. I, you're not going to get an argument from me on that. Um, I think those three teams, you summed it up well there. there. There's definitely, it's those three at the top. And then you might, might be able to say, you know, a team like uh, Arizona or, or somebody could potentially join that group, but uh, it's certainly those three at the top. And, you know, however you want to make those rankings one, two or three, you're not going to get too much of an argument from me. Um, I literally put a half a point between uh, UConn and Houston. Okay, I want to talk about one of your plays, and we'll give it out now because I'm obsessed with this matchup tonight. Aztecs looking for revenge after they went to the pit and got drubbed in January by the Lobos. Let's talk about New Mexico at San Diego State. San Diego State laying six and a half here. Yeah, so this is... uh, I literally just got done talking about you're not going to find... Um, too much variance out there at this point of the season. This is one where, at least in my numbers, I did find some variance. And this is why uh, I am uh, picking New Mexico here uh, with the points. Um, and I found a similar one, a similar game earlier in the week with Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State was a small dog. Uh, I had them like as a three and a half point favorite in that game. So that was an autoplay for me. And same thing with this game. Um, I'm not, you know, I make it a three and a half point game. So uh, the the fact that you uh, can get six and a half out there with New Mexico, it's, it's an autoplay for me. We we know New Mexico obviously is a different team at home, um, but they have uh, certainly, um, 
picked up some good road wins as well. San Diego State is right there, though, in this conference. And, and I know you and I had uh, talked a little bit over text, Patrick, the other day uh, about the Mountain West Conference and just how good this conference is this year. Um, you can certainly make a case for five, maybe even six teams uh, to come out of this uh, conference and, and get into the big dance. So uh, these are two of the teams uh, that, that should be right there. We know what San Diego State's capable of with the run that they made last year. Uh, still very, very good team. Um, it just I think it's too many points here uh, to give to New Mexico. So it's just for betters. Understand what TG's saying. He's got a three-point difference. He's got it set. Aztecs, three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's six-and-a-half. He's taken New Mexico. Two minutes left here, TG, and this one might be a homer play. You know, I'm messing with you. <laughs> but for those that don't know, Thomas Gable's obsessed with Georgetown. He had the starter jacket back in the day with Iverson. Georgetown is catching nine-and-a-half at home against Villanova. Even before Iverson, I go back to the days of Morning and Matumbo there, uh, Patrick. Hey. So, um, yeah, this is another one where it just I, I think it's a little bit too much, nine and a half. Uh, Georgetown at home, they certainly have had a lot of struggles here uh, with the first year under Ed Cooley. Uh, I, I think a lot of people thought this team, while they weren't going to be tournament bound in Cooley's first season, you were going to see a little bit of improvement from what they've trotted out there the last couple of years under Patrick Ewing. And it's been a pretty big uh, disappointment, especially in conference play where they only have one big East win so far. And that's against uh, DePaul, who obviously is the, um, uh, the lowest team there in the rankings in the big East. So uh, it, it is not really gone. Uh, according to plan here for Cooley in his first year. And I think the concerning things for Georgetown, there's been a few games. Um, UConn uh, lately, Creighton, uh, basically were the last two games where this team, and even Marquette, you can go back to the beginning of the month, where it looked like they pretty much quit. And that's not a good thing. You never want to see that out of the team. Um, they did play Seton Hall a little bit tougher. Uh, and they have played some of these uh cream of the Big East crop a little bit better earlier in the season. They stayed with Connecticut for a lot of that first game. Uh, and, and Villanova, obviously, they are not what they've been in years past. Uh, this is another team that's still kind of trying to find its footing uh, after Jay Wright. Um, by all means, Villanova is the better team here, but uh, I'm going to take uh, the nine and a half here with Georgetown. Okay, Georgetown plus nine and a half, New Mexico plus six and a half. TG, you're the best. Honestly, you know you know how much I love you. We look forward to having you on the show on Fridays moving forward. Enjoy your weekend. All right, thank you guys for having me. Okay, Thomas Gable, race and sports book director at the Borgata, which is the nicest spot. That joint is it smells good too. If you've ever been in the Borgata, it just smells good. You just want to stay there, and there's plenty of reasons to do so, including Thomas Gable at the race and sports book. Okay, so go check him out. Borgata Atlantic City. When we come back, awards market, NBA, sharp money. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Goal, Villarreal, 57th minute. Let's go. One more to go. 1-1, one, one, Getafe, Villarreal. And you probably knew that because you were over at vcin.com checking out the new website. Fresh look, it's brand new. Enhanced navigation, the mobile first focus is so important here, folks, and improved functionality, expanded educational content. Proud of the new website. I think you're going to like it. Go check it out, vcin.com. As we welcome you back, I don't want to scream, but, you know, goal, the great calls when it comes to football and soccer, Villarreal and Getafe, we got to get over two and a half goals and we're at one, one. It's cracking big guys. We welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. DraftKings flying right now. Of course, VSIN, the sports betting network. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, with the smile on his face, got a little persnickety during the break, which gave me flashbacks. I didn't love it. But of course, All-Star Weekend coming up this weekend in the NBA. So it gives us an opportunity to kind of step back and take a deep breath and kind of see where we're at as the now we're more than halfway through the NBA All-Star break is just completely upside down on how they handle it timing wise. But we went through and I said, regardless of price. Now, we went through my top five, regardless of price. And I had the Knicks at 22 to one at five. Boston's your betting favorite in the market at plus 260. I got them four. I just don't buy it. It, it again plus 260 if i do talk about the price is ridiculously short for a team that just hasn't proven anything and i understand porzingis and i understand holiday okay still coaching mismatch everywhere you look and i just don't trust brown and tatum it's very simple the Cavs, i love i just love the idea that they're just Epic defensively, but they've had this offensive explosion. Mitchell should be an MVP candidate. And Garland and Mobley coming back from the injury, kind of working them back in. You got the two bigs with Allen and Mobley. They've got depth. Levert can score. I just love everything about that team. I really do. And I think if they were called the Los Angeles Lakers, I think a lot of them, a lot of people at 30 to 1, I think a lot of people would have them even higher than 3, but they're not. They're called the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's an issue specifically when LeBron James doesn't play for them. Now, again, the price doesn't matter, but 30 to 1 juicy. Number 2, Denver. You're not going to get a good price like 4 and a half to 1. However, they still have Jokic Enough said. And the number one, it's not a great price. Jonathan Von Tobel, if you listen to Hardwood Handicappers, he's been telling you for months he loves this Clipper team. I'm on board. I'm with you, JVT. I love the Clippers. Depth, three-point shooting, a big three that actually has James Harden buying in with he, Kawhi, and Paul George. Love everything about this team. I really do. The 44 points aside that they dropped on the Golden State Warriors in the fourth quarter the other night because just for fun, showing off their depth. Okay, that and that was no Kawhi in the game. So my list is pretty simple. 
Now, I said the big guy was being persnickety because he likes details. He he thinks what he's saying on the show matters. He thinks that the universe actually is paying attention. It's not. We're just talking sports and sports betting and having fun. So Knicks, Celtics, Cavaliers, Nuggets, Clippers. Big guy, let's start with your number five. Uh, my number five is the Phoenix Suns because I don't think Eight. depth matters in the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. And as long as Bradley's Beal's back is at like 75 percent, they will be a dangerous team. And they'll also be a lower seed than they should be based on the talent on the roster. I think if everything and it's a big if, but if everything comes together, that's a team that can make a title run because they were assembled to just figure it out and win a title. And that's all I got to do is be in the postseason and go on a run. I I actually do like I left. They were number six for me. They're 14 to one to win a championship. The Suns, Dustin, what you say is true. Obviously, come postseason time, the bench is shortened. So your idea of kind of countering depth is a very sage point. And their net is great. It's top three. When Durant, Beal, and Booker play together, their net's top three. So your point is well taken. Nice little start after a rough start to the show for you. Let's get to your number four. Uh, (laughs) The New York Knicks are number four for me. I really wanted to put them higher. Like, I really, I thought I could make the case for number two. But I want to see how it actually flows once everyone's healthy. And I think it's going to be special. I think this is going to be the best Knicks team of my lifetime. We're talking better than Ewing, Oakley, Mason, Starks, like that era. That that to me is my golden age of the Knicks. I know people want to talk about Carmelo and like Tyson Chandler and Amari, but to me, this is the best Knicks team I've seen assembled in my life. The potential Agreed. to beat you in a bunch of different ways, the defense, the effort, and they just got a bunch of freaking dogs. And in the playoffs, I do think that matters. But because I haven't seen everyone on the floor yet, they can only be four for me, but there's potential for them to be two for me in this list. Good one, Dustin. 20 22 to one at four to win a championship. By the way, our next guest who's coming on to talk about the Chicago Bears, he's actually a big Knicks fan, and that is Bill Zimmerman. Or is he a Bulls he's fan? He's a Bulls fan. We'll ask him. <laughs> he's shaking his head. He's a donk. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He All he does is stalk Justin Fields. Let's be fair about Zimmerman, okay? Number three, regardless of price, championship odds right now, big guy, let's go. It's the Los Angeles Clippers and all the reasons I'm hesitant to have them no, number one because I love them. And maybe this also could be part of my bias. I'll admit... I am very bitter as someone who loves futures that I didn't get down on 22 to one when it was out there. I saw JVT pull the trigger. I saw him grab it. I have Kawhi 101 to an MVP, but I really don't think that's happening. Uh, Again, this is a team. If they play to what they're capable of being in the playoffs, they are absolutely scary. The fear I have with them is they got a bunch of lifetime losers who've never done anything. Plus Kawhi Leonard. And you're a lifetime winner. Is that how you frame yourself? No, if anything, a loser should be able to identify another loser. I would say yesterday during the show, you sending me a video of doing incline bench presses doesn't make you a lifetime winner. It makes you a narcissist. It makes you a loser for not knowing that it was shoulders, not (laughs) chest. For being fair. That was a good, you know what? I can't hate on the comeback. Number two, let's go. I tried so hard to not have this team at number two. And the talent, you just can't not have them at number two. They are just so deep. They are so loaded. They got a bunch of dudes. But again, have never gotten it done. The Celtics are second on my list. And if they don't get it done, tear it up. Trade everyone except Tatum. <laughs> they're not going to tear it up. Tear the kids up. are 22 years old. We're no, talk- they're not no, tearing no. anything. They will then replace James Harden and Paul George as the biggest losers of all time in the NBA. Yeah, I think enough said about the look. If any way you cut it, like best record in the league, offensive rating, defensive rating, net, any way you want to cut the Celtics. But it, literally the 82 doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We all know at this point. They've been there enough. And don't give me experience. Those two, one that can't dribble in Jalen Brown and one that feels a little soft in a big spot, Jason Tatum, they need to show up this year. Number one. It's the Denver Nuggets. It's super boring, and it's very unlike me to have them at number one. But all I think about is the playoffs and what Jokic did a year ago in the summer and how unstoppable he was. He does not care about this regular season. He knows what they have. Him and Murray play the best two-man game in the league right now when they're both on the floor. I just think we get to the playoffs. Jokic does what he does. He's impossible to defend. Dominates both sides. He, He distributes as good as any big has ever done in the league. Gets his team involved. I just trust him to find a way to will this team back to at least the NBA finals. 
Yeah, I had them too, so I can't hate on your list. So again, your list goes a little something like this. You had five whom? The Suns. You had four? The Knicks. You had three? The Clippers. You had two? The Celtics. You had one? The Nuggets. I had the Knicks at five, and I'm going to give you two names as to why I think they're going to be special in the postseason. DiVincenzo and Bogdanovich. The others, Anunobi, that's a given. Jalen Brunson, that's a given. Randall, that's a given. The way DiVincenzo's playing right now, he's ridiculous. And Bogdanovich is an instant bucket. And then quickly, I had Boston four. I had the Cavs, who I didn't hear them on your list, which is interesting. I had two Denver and I had the Clippers one. I will say you noticed a team that's missing from both of our lists, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, you can look at records, you can look at numbers and think we're donks. Here's what you need to use. These eyeballs. Watch the team. Zero chemistry. Giannis is in a surly mood. Dame Lillard is not the same player and he doesn't want to be in Milwaukee. Doc Rivers I don't want to call him a loser. He's a golfer, not a head coach. And he's tremendous on TV. Doc, you should have hung out with Doris and Mike Breen and not came back to the sideline because he's three and seven over his last 10. That's not great. It's not great that they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. I'll give them a pass last night because they're on their way to the all-star break. Or as Doc said, they're on their way to Acapulco. Okay, here's the problem I have. It's not the loss to a G League team. It's the fact that when they had a chance to win it, there was miscommunication on offense. And what do the Milwaukee Bucks hang their hat on? Sweetelson, or as you call yourself, Swede? Offense. Their offense has been disjointed since Doc came home. And the problem with them all year has been defensively, they have no identity. I'm out on them. Out on the Bucks. The Suns, the Suns I agree with, I, I'd put them at six. Fair enough? Well, I'd be back on the Bucks if they made another change at coach. <laughs> they could bring in Chuck Daly. Look him up, kids. That's for Zimmerman. And they're not winning a championship. I don't think he's available. Guy. And his name was Big Daddy Rich because look up the suits, okay? Styling and profiling. With Bill Zimmerman and the Bears, next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN pro. You can be a part of the show here on Sharp Money, but also you get the daily best bets, access to the betting splits, the upcoming Big Dance betting guide. It's all there. You can start for as low as $9.99. Come on, let's go. VSIN.com slash pro. Okay, we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. This is Sharp Money. Presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you had a nice week. Got plenty of picks for you coming up. Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas. We're going to bring in a guy that's an entrepreneur. Now, he used to be our boss over at Mad Dog Sports Radio, and he said, This radio stuff's for the simpletons. I'm going to create my own business, and that's what he's done now. Windy City Gridiron Deputy Editor, and the podcast, which is blowing up, specifically Strike Why Their Iron's Hot About the Bears. It's called Bears Banter. If you want to know everything about the Bears, go check out the podcast. His name's Bill Zimmerman, and he joins us now. As I say hi to you, you heard us talking about your NBA fandom. At one point, you lectured me about the Knicks, so I thought you were a Knicks fan, but I guess you're probably a Bulls fan growing up there. I don't remember having any lectures about the Knicks, but I did enjoy the Chicago Bulls consistently beating the Knicks in the 90s in the heyday of my Bulls fandom, so... Yeah, no, I'm sure. And it's been a good run over the last 20 years, so you can hang your hat on that. Uh, I, I joked about Bears banter, but it's true. I mean, the whole entire world revolves around the Bears right now. We should just kind of start there. Big picture. The Bears have a great fan base. I would imagine the anticipation is at an all time high. It, it is high and it's shifting because it's taken a lot of Bears fans a lot, a lot of time, a lot of weeks to try and get over this idea that Justin Fields is not going to be here in 2024. He's a wildly popular quarterback. The fans love him. The locker room loves him. And look, he is a highlight machine. He puts up big plays every game. It's just a lot of that everything else in between that's not there for him. And this would be a different conversation if the Bears were 
picking sixth, seventh, or eighth, as well as ninth. But they're not. They're picking first. There's a big talent sitting there. There's an opportunity to reset the financial clock. So, yeah. So, you know, I would say the fan base was split maybe about a month ago. Honestly, about a month ago, fans did not want uh, Caleb Williams. They wanted to keep Justin Fields. But now I'd say it's about 70, 80 percent of the fans are, are getting aboard the Caleb Williams train. And, Bill, when you look at Justin Fields, when you evaluate Justin Fields as a player, do you have questions about his capabilities, about being the guy for the Bears? Absolutely. You have to have questions because the passing numbers still aren't there. And I'm not talking about volume numbers. I'm not talking about a guy who's just going to throw up 4,500 yards passing because he's throwing the ball 40 times a game. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a guy that can throw with anticipation, that knows where he needs to put the ball in zone pockets, where he knows he's going to have opportunities to deliver the football. He is still struggling in those areas. If you looked at the advanced the advanced statistics about Caleb, about Caleb Williams, about Justin Fields' passing numbers, you're going to see a guy that just isn't doing it on a consistent basis. He is in the bottom third in the league in every in yards per attempt, in in EPA per play, any any of those type of numbers. He does not stack up well against the rest of the league. So that's going to continue to be a problem for him moving forward because we're looking at a guy who's been doing this for three years now, and there were certainly issues that weren't his fault. You know, the the Bears did him no favors in his development. But that aside, you, look, you can't take that into account anymore. It's three years into this. He is not where he needs to be as a passer. There are going to be questions about him. Whatever team acquires him in you know 2024 here, there's going to be questions about is are they going to be able to build an offense better suited for him where they can unlock this passing potential because he's got a good arm. He's got a beautiful deep ball, but he just – you know, it's everything else in between that he just playing in structure and everything that he just does not do well. The Caleb Williams was a Freudian slip, Bill Zimmerman. We'll get to him in was. just a yeah. second. We'll get to him in a second. Bears banter is the podcast. Bill Zimmerman, the host, and he joins us. Good friend of ours here. Sharp money. So take a look at the odds. Let's go ahead and throw them up for Bill. The Steelers are plus 110. The Bears are plus 150 where Fields takes his next snap. The Falcons are five to one. If you had to guess, where is Fields playing next year? Well, that Steelers is coming from uh, an Adam Schefter comment. I believe it was Schefter who said that Mike Tomlin is a fan of Justin Fields. And those odds wildly changed after that comment was made by Adam Schefter. So it's it's a tough read right now in the market. But I mean, you look at the, you know, the Bears plus 150 showing the Bears are an underdog. Bottom line. That means if you if you broke it down to will Justin Fields be traded, that's the favorite, right? So when you look at it, I think the Falcons still makes make a lot of sense. And then you've got to look at the Steelers. I think you have to look at the Raiders, but I just have a hard time Thinking the Raiders, even though Champ Kelly is there, who was part of the Bears organization when they drafted Justin Fields, I have a hard time believing the Raiders, when you bring in Luke Getze as your offensive coordinator, you saw it didn't work too well the last couple years. So I have a hard time believing the Raiders are going to end up being the slot there. But the Steelers and the Falcons are the two. Some people are talking Patriots, which I get. If the Patriots aren't thinking they're ready for a quarterback, they need a bridge while they build up that roster. I could see the Patriots maybe being a good value there. But, you know, right now, the Steelers and the Falcons look like the two front runners to me. Bill, let's get the goofy conversation about Caleb out of the way. But it is something that's going to be discussed because it's draft season and these players get picked apart. Caleb's interesting. He paints his nails. He just wore a dress on a magazine cover. Now, you know me for a long time. I don't give a flip about any of it. Do you think it plays into not just the Bears, his personality, whether or not they'll draft him, but Bears fans wanting him? I think there is a group of Bears fans that are uncomfortable with Caleb Williams personality. I think that's absolutely going to play into it. It doesn't matter to me. It, it matters to me. Are you a good football player and are you a good teammate? Are you coachable? You know, those those type of football questions that Ryan Poles and the Bears are going to have to answer when they meet with Caleb Williams at the combine and they have workout and pro days and all those things when they're trying to decide 100 percent. Is this the guy Everyone knows he's talented, but does he have everything else 
in the can to be a successful, not just a successful NFL quarterback, but potentially a star NFL quarterback. That's what Ryan Poles and the Bears are going to have to decide. I think they're going to end up being comfortable with this because there were a lot of wild internet rumors about Caleb Williams for a lot of this football season. And now that you're starting to hear people come out who know him a little bit, who know someone that knows him, you find out that he was a pretty good teammate. You know, the, the, he, he did a lot of, he spread around his NIL money to his teammates. He did a lot of nice things for his offensive line. He took care of them, especially when they took care of him during the games. So I think he's, you know, he's a good teammate. I don't think a lot of the brash stuff is accurate, but he definitely is a personality. He's definitely flashy, and and that's going to probably put off some fans from time to time. But look, he's a 21-year-old who came into a lot of money thanks to NIL. And you know what? If you're 21 years old and you're living in Los Angeles, you're going to get a penthouse. You're going to get a sports car. I, I think just about anyone would do the same. So I'm not too concerned about those things. I think Caleb Williams enjoys the stardom of being a football player, but I do think he's driven. I mean, this is a guy who, when he was 11 years old, said that he wanted to be a Super Bowl winning superstar quarterback. Like that, that's been his goal, and he's been dedicating himself to it for the last decade. So I, I think the Bears will be pleased with what they, you know, my hunch, they'll be pleased with what they find out when they interview him. Okay, hold on. Dustin's got a question. I've got a million more questions. Bill, you're not busy. We're going to keep you for another segment. Because I still have more questions about Caleb. I've still got questions about the draft. So go ahead, big guy. What do you got? All right. You've seen a million quarterbacks your lifetime in Chicago, and there really haven't been special ones. I mean, is Jay Cutler the best that we've seen? So how much concern is there with Caleb Williams playing in the West Coast with the great weather? That's all the film and the evaluation for him. Now he's going to go to Chicago. He's going to play outdoors. And I feel like the weather in Chicago has played a role in a lot of those quarterbacks and those offenses not living up to their potential. Are you concerned about that? I'm not at all. And here's why I'll tell you that. One, he's from Washington, D.C. He's not from L.A. So it's only been in L.A. here. And he went to Oklahoma his first year, which, you know, can can get cold later in the season. So I'm not too overly concerned about that at all. Second, the Chicago Bears are building a new stadium. You know, there's a lot of things going into it. There's been some hiccups, but they're working through it. And that stadium will be dome. They've Kevin Warren, the president, came flat out in a letter to season ticket holders and said, we will have a fixed roof stadium. They want a Super Bowl. They want a Final Four. They want to start bringing major events to Chicago. So that's not going to be an issue for Caleb Williams for long. I mean, he's drafted here. You're talking three years probably or so until that stadium's ready to go would be my guess, maybe four. So, yeah, there may be some December bumps when he's hasn't been used to throwing Foot, you know, footballs around in, in negative five degree weather, but it's not going to be something that would affect him over the course of his career. And, and I think overall, you know, being a, a Washington, D.C. kid, he's he's had enough cold in his lifetime that he'll he'll be OK with it. A little bitterness in Bill's voice to answer that question. I love the pushback. Boy, did he get zesty there. Dustin asked the question and he sat forward in his seat and he said, dude, he's been in L.A. for a minute. The guy's from D.C. Get the hell out of here, Sweetelson. Dikembe. We're coming back with Bears banter co uh, coach, host. I guess he could coach the podcast as well. Windy City Gridiron as well. Bill Zimmerman with the draft next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses... Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. It's a great deal. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. More football. Everybody loves it, so we kept Bill Zimmerman around for another segment. We welcome you back here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a nice week. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson live downtown Las Vegas. Bill Zimmerman. He is the deputy editor at Windy City Gridiron at Bill T. Zimmerman on Twitter. And the podcast, which is burning up right now because the draft is forthcoming, is called Bears Banter. Now, we were talking Caleb Williams as we went to break. I want to keep that going. Then we'll get into some more general draft conversations. Look, his offensive line was a sib this year. People talk about a regression. I, I wouldn't look too much into it. His defensive front was just as bad. The team was dreadful. Okay. That's all you need to know about USC squad this year. Here's what I'd say about Caleb Williams. And you tell me he's minus 900 to go one overall at DraftKings. I think it's not often you find somebody instinctually that has the innate ability to play the position. Is his footwork perfect? Is everything about him perfect? No, but he just, he was born a quarterback. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, Patrick. I I really do. I mean, he's just got natural skills and natural ability and some of the stuff you can't teach. The the release is Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino-esque. It's lightning quick. He's his maneuverability in the pocket, his ability to to find and create space where he can give his receivers extra time to get open. He, he's got some bad habits and he's got some bad habits because of who he was in college. He's a he's a big game hunter. He wants to look for the big play constantly. He'll pass up the safe stuff too much. He's going to have to learn to change his game a little bit at the pro level. But it, it is like you said, it is instinctual. He, he passes with anticipation. He knows when players are going to break open. And a lot of that stuff you just you have to have a feel for as a quarterback. He, he knows when the pocket's about to collapse and how to create more time. And does it always work for him? No, because like you said, that offensive line was bad. He did get sacked too much. And yes, the numbers suffered. But if you take a deep look at those numbers, they didn't suffer as much. Like you look at the volume numbers, the passing touchdowns and, and the, the passing yardage was down. But the yards attempt was similar. The the passing efficiency was similar. The completion percentage was similar. He was the same quarterback in a lot of ways. He just didn't throw the ball nearly as many times. Let me ask you a question this way. Drake Mays plus 475. It's not a crazy number to go first overall. If there was a shocker, and remember, the Bears are used to shockers. They drafted Mitchell Trubisky over good players. If there's a shocker in this year's draft, and they move on from fields and draft Drake May, what would be your reaction? I would think it's the wrong assessment. Now, look, 
if if Ryan Poles, when it comes down to it, if he sits there and says Drake May and Caleb Williams are level, right? He's got him basically a dead heat or Drake May slightly above. And he could call Washington and say, what do you want to get your hometown kid and to move up to number one? I still don't think you can take Drake May one overall. I think you need to maneuver because there is some sort of draft capital available to you if your determination is that Caleb Williams is not QB1 in this draft. But the bottom line for me is you got to have conviction with this quarterback. So if Caleb, if, if you're Ryan Poles and you say that Caleb Williams is your guy, he is the generational talent, he is the guy that's going to be this quarterback in Chicago for 15 years, break all the records, and be the quarterback this this team literally has not had since Sid Luckman. If that's who you're going to, if that's <laughs> your assessment as Ryan Poles, that that's who that quarterback is, there is no hall. There is no the Raiders calling and offering Max Crosby and two future ones. It doesn't matter. You, you know, the the... The Carolina Panthers trade for Bryce Young, it was a fabulous trade, and it's going to work out fantastically well for Ryan Poles. But you can't sit there and pass on C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and keep getting draft capital. When you have an opportunity like this, you got to swing. So if Ryan Poles decides that Drake May is QB1, he's got to still maneuver, I think, to two to draft him. I disagree with the assessment, but it's still Caleb Williams has to be the first pick of this draft. Yeah, I'm not a Drake. I'll just be clear with you. I'm not a Drake May guy. And I, people can call. They can say whatever the hell they want. I, it's completely fine. I hope he's a generational talent like many are calling him. There are just as many saying they don't see it. So that's where I'm at in Drake May. Let's bring in the three of us here. Sharp Money, the big guy, Bill Zimmerman, Bears Banter is the podcast. And let's have a little conversation here. Dustin, who's picking four? For the most part, we know three quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three. So it's probably going to be an in order and then we can talk about the teams it's going to be Caleb Williams Drake May and Jaden Daniels so who's picking for big guy just quickly Arizona okay so Arizona doesn't need a quarterback let's just say Arizona is willing to move out of four and they don't take Marvin Harrison Jr. Bill I'm going to throw a scenario at you you keep fields you get a boatload of boatload to move back and you grab what many believe to be the best player in this year's draft at wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. Are you happy with that? No, I think that would also be a mistake because, again, my assessment of Justin Fields is that he's not the guy. He's going to be a pretty good he's, – he's proven he's a starting caliber quarterback, and he's going to be a pretty good quarterback in this league for the next – you know, five to 10 years, depending on how long his legs hold up, because it's it's clear that the legs are a key part of who he is as a quarterback. So and that's a lot of Bears fans. A lot of Bears fans want to keep Justin Fields and find a way to Marvin Harrison Jr. That That's a very popular opinion in Chicago. But as much as I like Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't think Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze are wildly behind him. Uh, Me Harrison's too. The, definitely the better receiver. I think there's a good chance that one of them is going to be there at nine when the Chicago Bears pick again. So if you tell me you can get Caleb Williams, and I assume neighbors will probably go second, if you can get Williams and Roma Dunze to pair with DJ Moore, that that to me is light years ahead of Marvin Harris. I understand you'll get some more draft capital, but that's light years ahead of Marvin Harrison and Justin Fields to me. Uh, Bill, do you think Justin Fields is done developing or do you think this is kind of who he is? This is the peak for him because you've you've seen what's gone on. The changes obviously have hurt some of that growth. But do you think there's a chance there's a better version of Justin Fields for whatever team gets him next? I think there's there's two parts of that. One, I think there's a little more room for development, but not a lot. You know, like I said, this is three years into this with him. He's played, I think, around 40, you know, started around 40 football games. This is close to who he is. He, he can improve a little bit for sure. I think the bigger thing for him, and if he has a much better season in 2024, it's probably going to be because of the system he goes in. It's going to be an offensive coordinator who suits an offense better for him, make things a little simpler in the passing game, utilizes his legs more, gets him moving around in, in the pocket and rolling him out more, things that Luke gets he really didn't like to do. He wanted to Luke Getze wanted to have a, a pocket passer who wants to get the ball out quickly. That's the offense he wanted to run. That's not Justin Fields. Justin Fields wants to play out of structure as much as possible, play backyard football. And if he can find an offensive coordinator, I know a lot of people talk about Arthur Smith might be that guy. You know, there's you know, there's there's guys out there that can make an offense 
work better around Justin Fields. So I think if we see a big step forward for Justin in 2024, largely it's going to be because he's going to be in a better offense for him rather than more development, if that makes sense. So peel back the curtain, Bill Zimmerman hosts Bears banter, and it's been an annual tradition as a Lions fan to talk about the futility you bring me on before the Thanksgiving game. My question for you, and the Bears and Lions have been rivals for years, my question for you is, are you excited that the Lions are not only the most exciting football team in the NFL, they consist of potentially the best talent offensively. They have a head coach that has absolutely dominated the sport. And I guess our podcast run's going to come to an end because it's not fun to bring me on and listen to me. I'm already long-winded. Listen to this question. It's not going to be fun to bring me on and not get a word in for your podcast. Does Dan Campbell know he only has four downs or does he think he has five downs? That's all I want. I'm sorry. I, this, we have a Skype issue, so I'll just restate my question. Are you excited about the Lions moving forward? Yeah, I, I think the Lions are a good football team. I'm Great surprised answer. Ben Johnson decided to stay. And look, I'm, I'm a fan of. Oh, no. How dare you? How dare? Oh, I'm going to interrupt you. You said bad words in text about Ben Johnson. Go ahead. Well, Ben Johnson's a talented guy, and and as a Bears fan, I wanted to see what Dan Campbell could do without him. I, I thought that was an interesting thing, but look, Johnson's going to stick around for a little bit. That would you got to figure Jared Goff will still be able to play well because he's there. Dan Campbell's an interesting guy to go up against, that's for sure. The way he he you know like you said, YOLO attitude on fourth down. So yeah, you if you're going to be the best, you got to beat the best. Right now, the Lions are the best in the division with Jordan Love and Green Bay, and hopefully Caleb Williams in Chicago. That could be a fun, fun division. No, no. You compared Ben yes. Johnson to a women's anatomy through text message. And how dare you? How dare you? This I would. conversation took a bad turn. Bill Zimmerman will talk to you. Bears banter, Windy City Gridiron. Next time. Samich is next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.